Today on the news and why it matters, a cover-up of coverage of Jeffrey Epstein. Project Veritas dropped the video. We have got all of the analysis on it. Uh, And also an unfortunate, tragic incident in Mexico really shows uh, why a border wall is necessary. Got a lot to talk about. Starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield, back in the house. Thanks Love for being, being here. here. Sarah, absolutely. Lathan Watts, uh, communications director at First Liberty. Thank you for being here. Good to be back. Did you have a beard last time you were here? I did not. It looks good. Is this the, this is the no-shave November? It's, uh, it's seasonal. Okay. Are you, are you, <laughs> you no-shave November, yeah, I mean, too? I was going to get upset you weren't going to mention my... I said, I just, well, it just dawned on me. I was like, wait. They, everyone has beards now. I'm such a man. This is no shave Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Just the Tuesday. I can't wait to see what it looks like by Friday. And uh, Blaze Media critic Rob Eno. Thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, we got a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, NetSuite. So, Grant, you are uh, an entrepreneur, a small business owner. I try, yeah. You know that if you don't know your numbers, your actual numbers in your business, there's no way that you can grow your business. None. And, and in fact, I tell young, aspiring business people that you You've got to have your books in order Mm -hmm. and know the number. You got to know where you're spending money and you got to know where money's coming in. Without that, you're lost. Exactly. Uh, So, the problem that a lot of businesses have is that they don't know their numbers because they've got one system for inventory, they've got one system for accounting, they've got one system for sales, and these systems are not communicating with each other and it's really hurting their bottom line. Well, this is where NetSuite comes in. NetSuite is by Oracle and uh, it is the world's number one cloud business system. It is business management software that handles every aspect of your business that you are going to need to grow. It gives you visibility, it gives you control. You actually know your numbers so that you can profit because that's what we're all in it for, right? Uh, So NetSuite right now is offering you valuable insights with a free guide. It is called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can get it at netsuite.com slash why. That is netsuite.com slash why. It's a free guide, so there's no reason not to go download it. Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits so you can become rich just like the American dream tells you you can do. All right, so... um, (laughs) Apparently there was a a hot mic moment that Amy uh, Robach... Uh, It took place, I guess it was earlier this year. I didn't get a confirmation on exactly when it was, but earlier this year, when all of the Jeffrey Epstein news broke earlier this year, uh, ABC host uh, Amy Robach was, she was caught on a hot mic moment talking about Jeffrey Epstein, talking about, you know, the story that she had, what, three years ago on Jeffrey Epstein. Here is what she had to say in her hot mic moment. Watch. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will say, oh, that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on 
to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new revelations and I freaking had all of it I, I, I'm so pissed right now like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like oh my god we it was um, what, what we had was unreal other women backing it up hey yep Brad Edwards the attorney three years ago saying like aunt like we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. Uh, this man was a convicted child sex predator, and there was pretty damning information that mainstream media had on him. She goes on in this. This was, of course, a short clip. It's what, a seven, nine-minute full video that I encourage everyone to watch on YouTube where she goes on to say, uh, you know, I've got this this woman it happened to. I've got other names. There were there was corroboration. Sounds like a pretty solid story. Grant, you got any thoughts on uh, why it didn't run? This is not just ABC. It's CBS. It's NBC. I worked in the NBC system for years as an investigative reporter at local news stations, and I can't tell you how many times I had stories squashed when we were going to investigate important people. One was the CEO of the Hartford in Hartford, Connecticut. They laid off a bunch of people. He was taking out all kinds of stock options. And I said, we need to run the story. And miraculously, three hours later, that story squashed. Why? Because he plays golf with the general manager uh, of that station in Dallas, Texas. You can't do stories on local car dealerships. Why? Wow. Because they're, because they're big-time advertisers. So this is the height of what we see when you have money, power, and influence in mainstream media and the lengths that these people will go to protect their own, even child molesters. Mm -hmm. They're going to protect child molesters. I'm sure Amy Robach is not a staunch conservative, mm -hmm. but you've said it a million times. One thing that, that liberals and conservatives seem to agree on yeah. was that Epstein was a bad dude and something's fishy going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lathan, she did mention that she also had some dirt on Clinton when it comes to uh, Jeffrey Epstein and as well as Prince Andrew, which was why the, the Buckingham Palace was threatening them in all sorts of ways. What are your thoughts? Well, I think this contributes to the ongoing narrative of why people don't trust the media. Mm -hmm. uh, when you see this come out three years later and you have a member of the media who, as you said, is probably not you know politically conservative, but gets told, no, we're not going to do this story because... Um, well, this guy is kind of one of ours, and he hangs around a lot of important people, and he supports a lot of important people. And um, we'd really like an interview with the Royals. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I mean, so it is easy to see why people continue to um, rate you know the, the mainstream media right above smallpox when it, you know when it comes to polling. <laughs> Um, this is um, just one more example, and um, I almost feel obligated to insert Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Best memes ever. Um, but, but again, it's, it's the mainstream media, right? You mentioned NBC. CBS had Charlie Rose. Um, NBC had Matt Lauer. The, uh, NBC stopped Ronan Farrow from investigating mm -hmm. the, the Harvey Weinstein situation. It's the, the media, it, they want to protect their friends. You know, who knows? I mean, maybe one of the ABC guys went on the plane to, to the island, right? I mean, maybe they have a relationship with him that we don't know about. But, but what's amazing is, is it's not what she said, right? It's not what she said. It's how ABC reacted, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, it did not meet our editorial yeah, standards. I, I actually, I, yeah. have those, I have those statements. Let's, let's go ahead and listen to, uh, let me read her statement first. Amy Robach's statement after this video dropped. She said, as a journalist, 
As the Epstein story continued to unfold last summer, I was caught up in a private moment of frustration. I was upset that an important interview I had conducted with Virginia Roberts didn't air because we could not obtain sufficient corroborating evidence to meet ABC's editorial standards about her allegations. My comments about Prince Andrew and her allegation that she had seen Bill Clinton on Epstein's private island were in reference to what Virginia Roberts said in that interview in 2015. I was referencing her allegations, not what ABC News had verified through our reporting. The interview itself, while I was disappointed it didn't air, didn't meet our standards in the years since no one has ever told me or the team to stop reporting on Jeffrey Epstein, and we have continued to aggressively pursue this important story. ABC kind of had the same song and dance. They said not all of our, not all of our reporting met our standards to air, uh, so that's why we didn't do it, but we continue to investigate this story. Editorial standards. Editorial. I, I, I called it before it came out, right? I tweeted, I'm like, they're going to go with the editorial standard canard. It's what they always do. They're going to say, you know, in hindsight, in this video, she says that she has corroborating witnesses. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, you almost expect the entire playbook. Now, if, if, if O'Keefe does what he used to do back when Andrew Breitbart was alive and was kind of guiding him, he'll have something else, right, that he can bring out tomorrow, which completely... Mm-hmm. undercuts this editorial um, standards canard. But, I mean, she basically said, I had corroborating witnesses. Mm-hmm. I had people that corroborated her story. I had all of this, and they didn't let me do it because we wanted to, like, cover the wedding. The, the video, by the way, you said you didn't know when it was. If you watch the full seven minutes, she, she talks about Epstein killing himself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it came after Epstein killed himself, mm-hmm. um, which was probably the impetus uh, for her doing it. And, and she also said that if she was you know, the, the woman that, that got all the girls for Epstein, yeah. that if she was that woman, she would have a lot of people around her at all times to make sure that she doesn't get Epstein, right? right. Because it's, it's absolutely amazing to me that they come back to the same thing. This is the exact same playbook we saw that Ronan Farrow got thrown at him mm-hmm. when he tried to, to report on the Weinstein wow. stuff. It's the same one over and over and over again. I can promise you that is not Amy Robach's statement. That statement was written, and I see it from, again, working inside mainstream media and working with attorneys for these big networks. That has the lawyers written all over it. And if anybody should take a lesson out of this, it's Amy Robach and and all of us that that do this for a living. Mics are always hot. And, you know, I'm sure she's concerned about ramifications of of what happens for her. Mm -hmm. I believe speaking the truth at the time that was taped. Yeah. Yeah, That's the best thing about hot mic moments is because they give you a rare glimpse of what people actually think when they're actually telling the truth. And as far as the editorial standards and corroboration, somewhere in Washington, D.C., Justice Kavanaugh is screaming, what standards? Well, I mean, not just Justice Kavanaugh. I mean, they will put, mainstream media will put anyone, they'll find someone on a street corner who says, Trump sexually assaulted me won't do any investigative uh, journalism to try to back that up with any sort of documentation, put it on air. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, we have seen CNN. We have seen, I mean, I, I can't think specifically of ABC. I'm sure they've done it too. But I mean, CNN put that E. Jean Carroll lady on, you know, and multiple other ones who are just like, yeah, Trump did this really terrible thing back in the day. I don't have any any recollection of the details of it, but I can definitely tell you that he did it. But if you're associated with the Clintons and you've done something wrong, they're going to ignore it altogether. Right, the Wendy DeBroderick thing, right? It doesn't meet, Wendy DeBroderick didn't meet our editorial standards. I'll give Ronan Farrow credit. It, it was underreported. 
over the weekend, he tweeted yeah. that that the Juanita Broderick story needs to be investigated more. Mm-hmm. So I give, I mean, I give him credit. He did say it. Frank's probably happy. Oh, I was supposed to say that, right? Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's. It's just the same playbook over and over and over again. And then when they have clear information on something else, they say, oh, no, you're hearing something different than what we're hearing, you know, with the Ukraine stuff and everything. It's just it's their it's their narrative over and over and over This really goes back to my biggest warning about the mainstream media and the way they lie. It's not always what comes out of their mouth that are lies, but it's lying by omission. And by not reporting on this story is a lie by omission by not telling the whole truth. And it really, I think it, it really gives credence to, uh, you know, the whole idea of there being a deep state, right? Because you've got the deep state working in conjunction with mainstream media. You control everything. You control the entire country just with those two uh, entities working together. It's really scary. Right. And if you ask questions, you're the crazy one. Yeah. Yeah, well, ju- well, you just say the word deep state now and you have to put on a tinfoil hat. Well, I'm not doing it, okay? Because it's real. <laughs> All right, back uh, back in a minute with more. It wouldn't fit over that bond anyway. <laughs> I could get like a little tiny one to put right here. A tinfoil hat bow. Right. That's what I need. Okay, before we jump back into it, we want to thank our sponsor, new sponsor of the show, and I'm so excited that we can finally talk about them, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, I have been drinking Black Rifle for a while now, and I was like, okay, when can we talk about Black Rifle? When can we talk about Black Rifle? Because it's amazing coffee, you guys, and it's a win-win because with Black Rifle, you get amazing coffee, and you also get to um, you get to help the troops, and also you get to uh, you get to give some love to a veteran-owned business. So Black Rifle is, of course, veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who you know love America. Uh, they import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast to order, so that you know that you are getting the freshest coffee available. Now you can also join. I highly recommend you join the Black Rifle Coffee Club so you can choose the amount and the blends that you want. They've got a whole bunch of ones to choose from, including one that is like double the caffeine, which I love. Uh, And you can receive a special discounted price. They ship it to you free to your home directly, maybe your office if you want it there. Every single month you get it. And of course, it's just an added convenient uh, thing that allows you to keep your working hard, making America the land of the free and the home of the brave. You don't have to go to the store. For coffee. Before we we drank Black Rifle, my husband was like, oh, crap, we're out of coffee. I got to go. I got to go to the store. I got to go to Starbucks, whatever. You don't have to do that anymore. And by the way, uh, throughout the month of November, for each coffee purchase, Black Rifle is going to give a bag of their limited time offer holiday roast to troops overseas to be delivered by Christmas. So you get your coffee. It's delicious. You get to give to troops overseas right before Christmas. You got to do it. There's no reason not to. You can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash news. If you enter promo code news, you will get 20% off of your first order. And that uh, includes Black Rifle Coffee Club if you want to subscribe to that. So that's blackriflecoffee.com slash news. Enter promo code news. You will get 20% off. I'm telling you guys, you're going to fall in love with it just like I did. You forgot the best part about Black Rifle. What? Is their great videos. I know, they do. Those <laughs> videos are hilarious. They do. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and Matt, Matt Best is like, yes. oh, he is the goat. He is awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, Trump has declared war 
on Mexican drug cartels after three women and six children from the United States were massacred. Now, this took place in Mexico. Uh, there's a Mor Mormon community in Mexico, believe it or not. They, they live right on the border in uh, Sonoa. And these families were related. They apparently were in a car caravan to a wedding and they got ambushed. Um, the grandfather of, of this family uh, says that he thinks that the vehicles were ambushed by the cartel because they thought that the family's SUV was an opposing uh, drug related gang. And so it, it, they think it was a, a, a case of mistaken identity. But here is the uh, the heartbreaking video of this grandfather after these people and their cars were burned. This is for the record. Nita and four of my grandchildren are burnt. <laughs> Right on the road out of La Morta. Mm. Absolutely tragic. Uh, President Trump, almost immediately after news of this broke, uh, tweeted out, wonderful fam family and friends from Utah got caught between two vicious drug cartels who were shooting at each other, with the result being many great American people killed, including young children and some missing. If Mexico needs or requests help in cleaning out these monsters, the United States stands ready, willing, and able to get involved and do the job quickly and effectively. The great new president of Mexico has made this a big issue, but the cartels have become so large and so powerful that you sometimes need an army to defeat an army. Uh, this is the time for Mexico, with the help of the United States, to wage war on the drug cartels and wipe them off the face of the earth. We merely await a call from your great new president. Uh, Mexican president has already responded this morning after President Trump's announcement. He said it's not in agreement with our convictions. We will not be waging war against the drug cartel. The worst thing is war. I, he, I think he went on to say, uh, you know, we've tried that. We've tried that approach already and it didn't work. Well, sounds like just standing around and letting the drug cartels run your country isn't really working either. Your thoughts, Grant? I mean, if you want proof that these are savages and animals and President, get, President Trump gets called a racist mm -hmm. for calling them those kinds of names, look at that burnt up car. Mm -hmm. You got two, two families that are now devastated, dead, mm -hmm. burnt to a crisp mm -hmm. because of these animals. And, and he claims mistaken identity. I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. you, you've got these families driving north. They're not drug dealers. Yeah. And even if it was one shot that started the mistaken identity, they knew exactly what they were doing when they went and set these cars on fire. And apparently some of the kids are still missing. Yeah. Like this is this is insane. And the fact that Mexico doesn't want help from the United States doesn't really surprise me in all of this. The people of Mexico are living under oppression mm -hmm. due to these cartels. Yeah. Uh, Lathan, really, honestly, Grant's got a great point because you look at what MS-13 has done in the past even here in America, I mean, they've done these kinds of things to Americans and there's not been any talk of mistaken identity. This is just kind of who they are. It is, and I think this president's going to deal with this issue in a much uh, different way than the previous president. Yeah. Um, I think the current president of Mexico, even though Trump has uh, praised him and wants to help and be a partner, if he continues uh, to... Sort of politely say thanks, but no thanks. Um, he, he may see what the American military can do 
uh, in his own country, whether he wants them there or not. It would not surprise me at all if uh, this president decided to treat uh, this group as it is, as a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And he's been quite successful at making you know, the leadership of a terrorist cell the most dead-end job in the world. And it would not surprise me at all if you kill Americans, we come kill you. If, they were Ameri- if there was an American family in Syria and ISIS had done this, yeah. we'd have a response. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. And it's, um, you know, to your point about the terrorist organization, Chip Roy's chief of staff today called on the president to designate these these narco-terrorists as terrorist organizations. You know, over our 110, 115 years ago, we had a similar situation with Pancho Villa at the border. We sent troops in. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt was the president then. We sent troops in to take care of it. Um, there, there are, in, in, let, let's not be naive here. These, these narco-terrorists are coming across our border. They're doing forays into our border. They're shooting at our border guards with impunity because the rules of engagement are that you don't go back and get them. They have been trying to invade the United States for a while. I think one of the first things that the president could do is put troops on the southern border. As soon as one of them comes in here, just go nuts on them and then follow them into Mexico if he has to. But they came here first and then show them that we no longer, you know, that we don't not mean business. And, you know, some predator drone strikes wouldn't hurt either. Seems like a pretty good case to build a wall right about now, Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. I mean, this would stop them from coming in. And if you, if you think they'll do it there, you know they're going to do it here in the United States. They're already doing it. You can go to, to big cities across this country where this kind of thing is going on. And so something needs to be done to stop them. And it's got to be fast and it's got to be swift because... Um, you can't allow American citizens just to be killed in cold blood like that. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, a militarized border zone is not uncommon mm-hmm. in many places around right. the world. Exactly. Um, so it would not, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for you know the United States of America to say the situation in our border is a threat to our national security. We're going to militarize this zone, and the first person who comes up here shooting in our boys in uniform is going to receive the, the business end of the United States military. Yeah, that's part of what uh, what really frustrates me about this whole border wall conversation um, that we often find ourselves having is that, yes, while I acknowledge that a lot, the majority of the immigrants, the illegal immigrants who are here in our country have overstayed their visas, whatever the case may be, that doesn't mean that we should just leave it open for people like MS-13 and the Mexican cartels to just come back and forth whenever they please. Like, I, I get it. The majority of people didn't come in that way. But you can't tell me that there's not a problem. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a, a real border wall, not the, you know, the metal thing that they're doing now. You saw people cutting through it. Trump has called for a real thick, mm-hmm. concrete border wall along the southern border. And people say, well, it's racist. And you, why don't you have one in Canada? We, we don't have an invasion right. of people coming from Canada. Canadians are too nice. They're too right. polite. They're I not mean, trying to get in illegally. You know, the, the, Come the, the, on. The, the, the Quebec biker gangs aren't coming over in right. like sustained. They might be bringing the drugs over and they might like sneak through the woods, but they're not like in sustained ways trying to attack the United States. And, and, and quite frankly, that is what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening every single day. And in the leftist media doesn't want you to think that it's happening. They don't want to talk about it. We've had people at Blaze TV go down and show that it's happening on shows that we've had on the network. Um, it's amazing to me how they how they just do this. And, and the other thing that I just thought of, has anybody heard what Mitt Romney said? Didn't his like grandfather, George, grow up in this community? 
Like, 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 they, like if you remember, Mitt Romney's father was born in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the things, could he run or not? Because he was born in Mexico in <gasps> one of these like racist. Mormon. It's racist. In one challenge. of these it's one of these Mormon enclaves that are in Mexico. I don't know if it's the same one or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's interesting to find out. I think we That's should right. remember, too, that the tenacity of these cartels and the violence that that surrounds themselves with the one group of people that are on the front line stopping them from getting to the United States is ICE. And yet it is the left that vilifies yeah. ICE agents on the border, putting their lives on the line for us. They're the only ones right now that are stopping these people from coming across. Yeah, uh, yeah but a- AOC wants to abolish them. Okay, yeah. whatever. Back in a minute. They should put, uh, they should put the last up. Okay, we've got much more to come in overtime. Remember, if you are watching on YouTube or Facebook or somewhere where you're not getting overtime, you're really missing out. you got to go to blazetv.com. We can get you $10 off of your annual subscription by using promo code NEWS. Plus, it's not just this show that you will get. You won't just get overtime. You will have access to all of the uh, the greatest conservative commentary. You've got Steven Crowder. You've got Mark Levin. You've, of course, got Glenn Beck. Uh, and much more. you got to go to blazetv.com. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Yesterday's episode of The View was, it was a must-see. You gotta see it, but not because it's a good show, okay? you If you really want the the insides of what goes on in the leftist brain, in their minds at all times, this gives you really good insight. Uh, the ladies were, of course, mourning the loss of our good friend Robert Francis, O'Rourke's campaign. We talked about it yesterday. He sadly has dropped out of the race. But... In this conversation about Beto O'Rourke and his dropping out of the race, his whole gun confiscation strategy, they did let on a little bit about what the leftist strategy is when it comes to, uh, you know, their policies and when they should and shouldn't talk about what they really want in their agenda. Watch. I will also say that his stance on gun buybacks, uh, Mayor Pete said it was a shiny object that distracts from achievable gun reform. Chris Coons said it wasn't a wise policy or move, and that clip will be played for years at Second Amendment with rallies with organizations that try and scare people by saying that Democrats are coming for your guns. He also made um, some statements about religious institutions being um, getting their tax exempt status excuse me, removed from them um, because they, if they didn't support same-sex marriage. So he did a lot of like battleground <laughs> culture war, and he ran as the most left, most woke candidate, and look where he ended. One of well, the first. Yeah, they should raised. not tell everything they're going to do. Like if you're going to take people's guns away, wait till you get elected, then take the guns away. <laughs> Don't tell them ahead of time. <laughs> that's what people like me think you're going to do. That's what people like me think is going to happen. But, so but I appreciate exactly, his honesty. Now it was uh, ha, ha, ha. oh, it's such a funny little joke, but. Grant, I, I really believe that the only reason that CNN, MSNBC, uh, the mainstream media started pushing back on Beto is because he was being so open about the true agenda. And they were like, 
guys, you're not supposed to admit this. Okay, uh, let's push back on him a little bit because surely you don't mean that you really want to confiscate American guns. You're not supposed to say that, dude. So, so this is so important because this is what, when I was at NRA TV, and the NRA continues to talk about so much today, is the true motive of the gun-grabbing left. Joy just spelled it out there. Wait until you get in office and then go grab them. The reason the left was mad at Beto was because he exposed the whole deal. That's exactly what they want. It's what they've wanted for a long time, and only now are the radicals on the left coming clean with it. But it's even the, the, the mainstream center-left Democrats mm-hmm. that believe in this whole idea of confiscation. And in the end, their ultimate goal is to do away with the Second Amendment. So you better believe we'll be playing those clips of Beto saying, hell yes, I'll come get your guns, because he's exposing them for exactly what they want. See, Lathan, we didn't need a Project Veritas video to uncover this, because Beto just came <laughs> out to and told us. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. He continually violated the first rule of Fight Club when it comes to leftist <laughs> politics. And he made the other candidates then have to go on record. Because if you do that in a debate mm-hmm. setting and you say, well, hell yes, I'm going to take your guns. Then the moderator is almost obligated to ask everybody else on stage, well, are you going to? Are you going to? Is this guy off base or what? And just like you said, that then moves the entire party to that position. Because if you're in a primary, you're trying to outleft each other in a, in a leftist primary, just like the guys now, on the right are trying to outright each other. Now, I keep saying I remember, I'm old enough to remember when you were supposed to like say, hey, I'd like to work with the other side. But, but you do that in the general, right? Yeah, you, but you I mean, the, I feel like the, even in primaries, like it wasn't so radical. You at least had some moderates to choose from. Now it's just like, no, I'll go farther than them. No, 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 no I'll go farther left than them. Rob? It, yeah, in in. To, to the point, and we, we've talked about it with, with Robert Francis and, and the rest of these people, they all believe what Robert Francis believes. I mean, every single last one of them believes that. Maybe not Joe Biden because he's got his, like, shotgun and he, like, he might not, he might forget that he doesn't believe it and might believe it now, like he's done with some other issues. Joe Biden still believes it. Yeah. Joe Biden's delusional yeah. on his stupid shotgun stuff. He gives yeah. the worst advice oh, ever, telling his wife oh, yeah. to come no. out on a porch when there's home invaders. Like, oh, yeah. this guy's off the no. chain, and, and I think he's just as anti-gun as the rest of them. Oh, yeah. No, they, they, they're absolutely, they're crazy. But to your point about going to the left, I mean, it's why Donald Trump is still doing well in battleground states, even after, you know, three years of going after him. This is what they want to do. And, you know, like you said, this wasn't the hot mic moment, right? right. With Joy saying this, this was the real moment. And, and imagine if what, what they say in the green room and what they say in other places. They're just letting it out. They're, they're letting out what happens in their closed door meetings when they do their, this is how we're going to change America stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Beto's problem was he let everybody know about it. And they're mad. I mean, Grant, at least it's... It's good that apparently Americans reject you coming after their uh, Second Amendment rights, their constitutional rights. Look, I think it's well known. I think even the Democratic Party knows this, that except for the Northeast Mm -hmm. and large parts of big city California, Americans love their guns, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. You had the mainstream media calling out Beto O'Rourke, not because they they didn't agree with him, but because they knew it would be so damaging to the campaign of any Democrat that they had to somehow denounce this idea of coming to take your guns. And Joy just said it. No, well, we'll wait to office to, to come take your guns. But by and large, Americans are not going to put up with this. And so I wonder... Is it really Beto's decision to, to get out of the race? Or did he just feel the pressure from the Democratic establishment mm. so hard that you cannot talk about this? You've got to go. 
and he decides to step down. That's a great point. What do you think about that, Lathan? Well, I don't know if it's you know the establishment pressuring him or the fact that he does what you know leftists are really good at, which is burn through and waste money at an incredible rate, mm-hmm. and he was just out. Yeah. Um, but the other part of that segment that hadn't gotten as much attention when it comes to Beto is his threat against religious liberty. Yes. And his threat to strip tax-exempt status for churches, private schools, faith-based charities, anybody. It's super constitutional, though. So he's now on record as, as basically saying, yes, I'm going to get rid of the First and Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't play well with mm-hmm. most Americans. And I think, you know, uh, to your point, that's why... Uh, Unless they make a serious course correction in a very short order, they are heading for another 72 Nixon-McGovern election. Yeah. Uh, Again, praise the Lord that Americans are apparently sane enough to reject that, to reject. Although, uh, let me ask you this before we move on. Let me get your thoughts on this. Second Amendment, Americans reject you coming for it. First Amendment... I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Americans and how they feel about the First Amendment these days. I feel like they're more willing to give that one up. People get confused about the First Amendment, what's right and wrong. You know, I got in a little Twitter back and forth with Mark Cuban today, which was actually really? great to get into this with Mark Cuban. But Mark Cuban had offered up an idea that we need to put out there if something is opinion yeah. or news. Yeah. And he wanted a peer review to decide what is an opinion or news. He was very surprised to see that I, as a conservative, was totally against that, even though you would think conservatives would say, all right, let's get some regulation on the news, but who's going to decide? The problem is the decider. A decider is a peer review from the mainstream media. You think my opinion is going to even be counted? Not a chance. And so what sounds good on on one hand, until you read the Constitution and really start to break it down, it doesn't work out that way. And all rights are equal. And the left forgets about that. They want to pick and choose what rights and what part of rights. And you're right about the First Amendment. There are recent polls that show over half of all millennials, close to half of Gen Xers, and close to half of baby boomers think that the First Amendment should be altered so that it no longer protects, quote-unquote, hate speech. And the question then again is, who decides? Who decides what is so hateful it's no longer constitutionally protected? And they said it should be brought up to date with cultural norms. Well, the cultural norms may be easy to determine right now, Mm -hmm. but, you know, today's cultural norms, what are you going to do when tomorrow's cultural norms no longer protect some deeply held belief of yours? And that's why you don't mess around with my core argument with Cuban goes to the heart of the difference between liberalism and conservatism. I said, have faith in the American people to be able to decide for themselves what is legitimate and what is not. A liberal believes government should decide and protect you from yourself. Right. And we need to be protected from ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly I mean, you go. It's not Cuban's not the first one to do this. Right. I mean, there was Dianne Feinstein who, when blogs were coming up, she didn't want to extend the same protections for for shield laws and things like that unless you had some sort of documentation from the government that you really were a journalist. Like, like you needed the government to tell you that you were a journalist. Oh, what could possibly which is go you, wrong So there. basically, you know, you need a license to exercise the First Amendment like they think you need a license to exercise the Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Hollins University is an all-women's college in Roanoke, Virginia. They have now revised their policy. They will now consider admitting biological males who identify as female, regardless of the gender assigned to them at birth. However, 
they non-enrolled biological females who transition to male or non-binary will not be eligible for admission. So it took me a second to wrap my head around this one. Um, again, I feel like I say this every day with this, the, the transgender issue. I just need a flowchart. If you could just provide a flowchart, because we start talking about binary and non-binary and biological female transitioning, to, it just gets very confusing. Can we please get a flowchart? Um, but Grant, biological females who transition to, let's just say non-binary, cannot get in, but biological males who put some makeup on and a wig say that they're female, can now enroll in an all-women's college. What? I mean, look, in, in the end, they can do whatever they want, right? It's yeah. a private college, and, and it all seems ridiculous to me that this is what people like that are focused on when we really have big problems in the world, and this affects so few people, but it's but nonsensical. This community, and this community runs everywhere. This community oh, runs the show. Yeah, well, I'm sure to the, to the point where Procter & Gamble has now taken the Venus symbol <laughs> off of their feminine products <laughs> because... Men have periods, too. Men have periods, too. Oh, no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> like, I get a little grumpy every now and then. But <laughs> I'm gonna get is it once a month? Lathan, you're the I shudder to think that I have somehow found... A, an understanding of this policy um, because that makes me question my own sanity. It makes sanity. me question your sanity too. But I think <laughs> it's that it, as long as you think you're female, you can go to school here. Yeah. Because the man who identifies as female can, but then the woman who decides I'm no longer binary or whatever right. can't. Right. So everyone who thinks they're female can come to this school. In other news, the math department is now going to teach that two plus two equals whatever you feel it believes. Right. Or right. That it that it equals. Yeah, that, I'm I mean, just. This is. It, it's so absurd. I've run out of adjectives for how absurd it is. And we, the only way to confront it is just to continually say, "No, you're not." Yeah. No, uh, you're not. I, I don't care if you feel you're a you are not. Right. Right. For the same reason that two plus two does not equal five, you are not yeah. a man. You are not a woman. Well, you no, know. Correct. Thank you for that. Yes. No, I, I just, I don't think I would want to pay for my child to get an education at a place who says, if you feel you are, then you must be, Rob. Right. And, and, and I was thinking during this whole thing, I mean, has Tom Hanks been canceled yet? Did any of a a, a sitcom about this, Bosom Buddies, back in right. the day, where like you know, mm. a guy would go and dress up and and, and do that sort Don't of thing. Don't tell them to cancel Tom Hanks. I'm not. I'm just. I'm wondering if he has been. But but to to, to everybody's point, this all goes on the left right spectrum too. Today, there is, believe it or not, a African American trans woman named Althea Garrison who is running for city council again in the city of Boston, who is a conservative pro life Trump supporter. Love it. You don't hear about this Love in the it. media. The entire media establishment in liberal Boston is trying to stop her. The mm. entire leftist Democrats are trying to stop her. And quite frankly, all this stuff about this being new, she is like, she was on, she was a state representative. Where they're like, it's the first trans woman state representative in like 2010. No, this happened in like 85. It's just nobody knew about it. Mm -hmm. And it happened to us. And the person happened to be Republican. Mm -hmm. It happened to be pro-life. So they, it, it, it still is all politics. It's not just, are you trans? It's, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. 
I mean, because she supported Trump at one point in time, she wasn't a real trans. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how Well, and works. she probably still does. She's just too scared to say right. anything else about it. She just probably keeps her mouth shut at this point. Uh, so yesterday's poll, what will our good friend Robert Francis do now that he has dropped out of the 2020 race? This was a total troll. Uh, social media just totally trolled uh, Robert Francis. Obviously, these are not all super serious options, but eat more dirt one. 44% of you said he's just going to go eat more dirt. Maybe though that dirt didn't have magical powers after all, because uh, he is where he's at. He will be bouncing up and down, though. Do you ever, does he talks? He constantly, he's, he looks like he's on a pogo stick. He's, all the, the, inf- time, he's the inflatable thing at the car dealerships that go like the wavy, wacky, inflatable hand. Yes, yes. do, do they have like a, a, a senior version of the X Games like they do with like senior PGA golf? He can go do his, you know, his skateboarding or... He's so ridiculous. Uh, live stream doctor's office visits, 26% of you said. Stand on store counters. That was one of my favorites, 13%. 17% though said he. you think he's going to run for Senate in Texas. Again, it was rumored that he, people are asking him to run for a uh, Cornyn seat. How, he's just going to go in the path of Hillary. Like how many times can you lose before you just pack it up and call it a day? Do you really want one more loss under your belt? I would think not, but again, this is the Democrats. They just don't know when to quit. Uh, Today's poll, following Project Veritas expose this morning, do you think ABC covered up the Epstein story in order to protect their powerful friends, i.e. the Clintons? Is there, I mean, I'm sorry, is there like another yeah. reason? Is this an A-B question? <laughs> like, like, yes, no, uh, This binary? is just a rhetorical question. Speaking like, of binary. Duh. Uh, <laughs> is there anyone at the table who doesn't think that that's why they did it? We just talked about yeah. it. Of course it's why they Obviously. did it. Obviously. Yes. I mean, There's no which, other reason. Which, you know, I was glad that, that Amy, you know, clarified that it was Bill in her thing that it wasn't Hillary. Because, you know, we didn't know when she first said Clinton which one of the two she was protecting. Right. Well, the follow-up poll question is, is the sky blue outside your <laughs> Thank you, right. right, right. Well, there are some members of the left who would tell you no. It's green. Solely well, because you, you no, said it was blue. you're not a man if you got right. junk exactly. hanging from the middle of your legs. <laughs> I mean, Say it with me. No, <laughs> like, you're What not. fundamental truth is, is can we agree on anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think uh, about our rhetorical question. It really doesn't need answering, but go take the poll anyway at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Guys, thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Love it. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.